You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 140. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners to get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. I've got to thinking lately. I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've just, you know, been hanging out, went down to Tassie in January you know, kids, life, etc. And some of the things that I've been thinking about is who has helped shape me? Who has influenced me? Who has helped me grow? Who has pushed me? This list is long. There are a variety of people that have helped shape me, not just one. Some of these people were in paid roles, other were in unpaid roles. But the person I do want to mention is my dad. He's not just been a dad, he's been so much more than that. He's listened, he's advised, and he's loved. And so, so many things in between. As I said, he's not just been a dad, but a mentor that I will forever, ever be grateful for. And today we're bringing on the podcast the most amazing human, Kelsey Chapman, to chat about what they taught me, the importance of mentorship, the importance of mentors, not just in business, but in life. It's a conversation that is needed. And something that, you know, might not be what you're expecting it to be. Something that might just spark you. Something might just let you sit and think and reflect. It's an important episode. An important, important episode. So make sure you stick around. But before we hop into this amazing episode, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my VIP Intensive Days for Women in Business. What is a VIP day, you say? It's think six months of business coaching power packed into one day designed specifically for women in business who are looking for an intensive experience that will accelerate their success both personally and professionally. Clients who engage in my VIP intensives make changes in their businesses that might otherwise take in months or years or maybe they would never have even gotten around to doing it. That's the beauty of our VIP day. It's super powerful and will allow you to move faster than you ever thought you could. In addition, a VIP day allows you to work on your business versus in your business. There's no cookie cutter approach to my VIP day. Every VIP day is specifically designed for that particular woman in business. Things that I could help you with to, in your VIP day could be business planning, creating your marketing plan, social media strategy, developing multiple uh, streams of income, working on your message, looking at a product or program launch strategies, and so much more. If you're wanting to accelerate your business growth, then head to my site, AngelaHenderson.com.au. Click on the work with me button to book in a 30-minute discovery call so we can explore your, your goals, your struggles, and how I might help you in one of my VIP intensives. Now, let's get into this awesome episode. Hey, 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 Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Ange. I'm always excited to connect. I mean, you and I have just been chatting for 45 minutes before we even apply. I mean, we do chat a lot, me and you. We both talk a million miles an hour. So there's going to be no need to push like the speed button to get through this podcast because Kelsey and I naturally are probably the fastest talkers I've ever come across, other than my friends, the Merrymakers, who have also been on the podcast and also 
one of the merrymakers, Carla, is just like you, Kelsey. I was saying to my team when you came on board to help with the summit, um, Nahuya, who's my online business manager, knows also Emma and Carla Merrymakers. And she's like, is she related to the merrymakers? Because her mannerisms, her vibe and everything. So I, I don't think I ever told you that. So yes. So we talked very, very quickly. And Carla and Emma are the only other two that I know would be able to compete <laughs> with our fastness in that. Now, Again, I talk about this and I and I say it all the time, but the importance of relationships. You know, you and I have just met in less than a year, really, at a two-day retreat with Amber um, McHugh. You then helped project manage my Women in Business Success Summit, where I got to know you a little bit more. And you're just an overall amazing human doing amazing things. So I'm really, really pumped to have you on today's episode. Well, man, that was an intro. Thank you for that. I mean, I just, I Amber has a way of connecting people. And I knew you were my kind of girl when we met. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, me and Ange vibe. We're totally good. Now, listen, speaking of vibing, I do do a mini stock on all of my, you know, people that I come on board, even if I already know people. And before we get into talking about the importance of what they taught me, the importance of membership, I always like to ask my guests a fun question just to get to know you a little bit more. And I know your vibe is that you love to do a five to eight mile walk a day. Uh, You also love to connect with nature. So my question to you is, is what is your all time favorite outdoor spot that brings you joy? Oh, man. Well, okay. It's probably this neighborhood in Colorado that I used to walk. Mm -hmm. And it's where my love of walking started. And it's a four mile walk, but it's uphill the first two miles. It was grueling the first time I did it. I was like, no, thank you. Never again. And then I just went back the next day and the next day. And I was like, okay, I just like the view of this walk. I feel happy. Oh, and the, the good thing was it was a loop. So once I was in it, I was stuck pretty much. By the time I was tired, it's like, well, you can either turn around and walk two miles again, or you can just finish it and walk two miles. So. Look at this. For those of you who don't, who've never been to Colorado, I mean, Colorado is a very beautiful place naturally. So was there mountains and stuff that you were able to see? Yes, we were right up against the base of the mountains. And I'm from the south, like Tennessee, southeastern part of the United States. And so we have what we call mountains, but not real mountains. I mean, like it's a different kind of mountain out in Colorado. And so I will never take for granted the beauty I got to see every day. Mm-hmm. They are, and they are, they remind me a lot, you know, growing up in Canada and Banff and Jasper, the Rocky Mountains, right? They are a different type yes. of mountain. There's a different type of shape. The snow falls on them very differently and very elegantly, you know. So I, I can get there's an appreciation there for the the format. And again, in Australia, we don't really have mountains like that. It's just like, here you go. Here's a hill. Here's some snakes. Here's some spiders. Have a good day, <laughs> yeah. right? So like basically you're going to die from getting poisoned by something. But yeah, we're good. You know? <laughs> so, now listen, now that I, again, like you said, we know your love for outdoors, your love for, well, uh, you know, walking, connecting with nature, uh, the fact that you talk a million miles an hour like me, but I'd love you to just help the audience to understand a little bit about where did you start in business and where you are today? Oh man. Well, it has been a windy road. I got started about five years ago. I realized the other day I had my five-year business anniversary oh, fun! pretty much in December, but like a real kickoff January five years ago. And I got started about a year before that, but in a non-business format with a blog. And I realized through blogging, which I'm sure you'll have some some areas you relate to in this, but I realized through blogging, I have a knack for digital marketing because 
I was just on the internet to write. You know, I'd had a dream since I was a little girl to write books. And I thought, well, if no one ever reads what I have to write, it's just a journal, which is fine. But like, I have some bigger aspirations than that. So I better figure out how to market and I better figure out how to do it on a dime because I was poor at that time. <laughs> so, I mean, my husband and I were young and broke and having a great time and we knew how to make a dollar stretch. But I mean, our kind of agreement was like, Hey, like you just got to break even, like you can spend money, mm-hmm. but if you make it back, as long as you make it back, we're good. So that was kind of our thing. And I, I, I had to learn how to market myself each and every step of the way. And I grew this following to 40,000 followers in the first year. And the rest is history. I kind of took what I learned and started teaching every friend that would listen how to do it for them, because that's just who I am. And I think you're similarly wired. And then I ultimately turned it into a business of like, okay, I will teach you what you need to know to build your platform, because with your platform comes more opportunity. And, And I I had people teach me everything they knew, as as we'll talk about. And so it's kind of my heartbeat woven into the business side of what I do. Can you talk about platforms, which I think is interesting, too, because there are certain platforms that you're on and you're quite active on. And I think this is something that business owners don't necessarily do well. Business owners try to be on Twitter and LinkedIn and now Clubhouse and you know, all these other platforms. But one of the key things I've talked about in my 3S framework for skyrocketing your sales is knowing is, you know, S is showing, my first S is showing up and it's around where are you showing up and are you on the right platforms, right? Because if you're not on the right platform where your audience is, the blog you're writing, the course you're creating, the membership you're creating, the book you're launching, it's not going to matter or you're not going to become profitable because you're going to be pitching to the wrong people. What are your thoughts around that? I I 100% agree. First, I say pick one platform or two tops and master it. Because even you and I were talking before this about a new platform. It's going to take a while to master it. And if you try to master five at once, you're really just going to go, you know, an inch deep and a mile wide. And so, well, yeah, that would be kilometers, but I can't. (laughs) But anyways, you know, you get the gist. And so for me, I, I picked my platform, which was Instagram, but for someone else, their demographic might be more likely to hang out on Facebook or Pinterest might go, which is, I know my Pinterest people out there will be like, we're not a social platform, we're a search engine, but you get the idea. Like the Pinterest area might be more of a bang for their buck for some users. And so figure out where your ideal customer is hanging out. And my ideal reader at the time and now customer um, was hanging out on Instagram. So I honed in there. I've, you know, crossed over to other platforms, but Instagram is still my number one because it's what I've mastered. And so you started with, you know, the blog and you build an audience to 40,000. You started to make some money. You know, you didn't have to be as broke as you were earlier. And then what did, what, what led you, like, what, what was the next part of that journey for the business? Yeah. So about a year into running a blog, I was moving across the country Um, and my, I had my blog, it allowed me to take a job working for someone else. You know, I, I went on, was on someone else's team and was only part-time, but it was not a fit. And so I was moving across the country to Colorado and she let me go. It's the, it's the first time I'd ever been let go of anything. I'm like an A plus 
student. And so it was soul crushing um, because my my audience grew bigger than hers. And so um, it was very painful. And I, I kind of just had a fire under me to start putting myself out there as a freelancer. And I, I had no idea what I was doing. I put a, a profile up on Fiverr. I was so scared. I mean, we were already just getting out of the broke season of life. And here we were, I'm starting over and embarrassed and ashamed. And it's like, I have two college degrees. Why does it have to be this hard? <laughs> and um, put a profile up on Fiverr and just made a commitment to, to under promise and over deliver and quickly became their top Instagram cr- growth freelancer there for about a year. Um, was their top Instagram growth gal. And so um, that was really where I segued into online business. And and because of that service-based side of my business, I ended up teaching a course on Instagram because, um, you know, some people would come to me and couldn't afford my services. And I'm like, okay, well, let me teach you how to DIY it if you want to bootstrap it. And so that's kind of it all um, kind of snowballed from there, but that was my segue into the space. Gosh, how good is that? Again, all from the beginning of a blog, taking idea. And now there's so many magnificent things, but I would suspect that this journey didn't come with what was easy, right? You know, it, it can be easy, but this journey also didn't come without the help of mentors and which yeah. is what we're, you know, absolutely talking about today. But for the purposes of today, and talking about you know what they taught me, the importance of membership. My audiences, who especially those who have been listening for me for a while, know that the way I define a mentor versus a coach versus a consultant is to me a mentor typically is someone in an unpaid role. It's quite unstructured. You don't meet with them regularly. It could be someone if you're a photographer, you hire you. Your mentor is another photographer who's been in the game a little bit longer. That's and that's how I view a mentor. Then I view a coach as someone who typically you know extracts what you're saying, turns it around, reframes it, put it back, put it back on you. And then I look at a consultant as someone who is going like, hey, they look at the problem and they're like, this is the advice and this is how you move from point A to point B. So many people know I'm 75% consultant, 25% coach. But for the purposes of this, though, is can you just define so that everyone's on the same page when we talk about the importance of membership? How are you defining uh, mentorship? Yeah, so I I love this question because I know it can kind of feel blurry, like, okay, especially in this business space, what's the role of a coach and what's a mentor? And so I think as a coach, you are starting out in a paid format, but you're meeting and you don't need a ton of relational equity. Who cares about your story or whatever? I mean, we all care about that. I love that stuff, but you get the gist. That stuff is not as integral to that relationship. But I think a mentor is when you go beyond that transactional exchange, which is necessary and okay in business. I don't mean a transactional exchange to um, cast shade upon it. But, you know, a coach is a little more transactional because you're serving a purpose um, and, and offering a paid set of eyes on your business for a specific reason. Whereas a mentor, I think, comes with a little more relational equity and is kind of a step beyond um, a coach in a way which you could kind of get into it 
a consultant could also be in a step beyond a coach. But I think I, I think what most defines a mentor to me is that relational component. So my business mentors started as a coach for me. They were not my friend. They had no idea who I was. I was one of many and there was no reason for them to give me any more attention than every other paying member of their program. Mm -hmm. But I decided to give back over time. Everything I learned, I was like, Hey, this is my sweet spot. Like you're investing so much in me. Can I, I know I'm paying, but can I give back to you? And I think that stood out and they in turn invested more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now we all joke all the time. Y'all are stuck with me for life (laughs) (laughs) and they pay it too. And so um, I, I'm always hesitant with, you know, I never want to set the expectation for, for people that like every coach is going to become your mentor. Cause I've also had coaches that did not turn into a long-term mentor for me, but certain ones did. And that's just a, a le- another layer of relational equity that allows them to invest into my life. Love it. And so would you then for your purposes with it, you know, they started out say, for the coaching one, particularly that was a paid. So are you looking at mentorship as paid or unpaid? I think it can be in, in, in whatever format is appropriate. So most mm-hmm. of my life mentors are not paid, but the reality is in business, well, in entrepreneurship, it is appropriate to pay your mentors. I mean, I can't count how many times people say, can I pick your brain? And it's like, no, I paid thousands and thousands of dollars for what I know. And if, if they're my friend, I will tell them everything I know for free. But if it's a stranger, no, I'm sorry. You can't pick my brain for free. Um, I invested in people and you can either invest with me or with someone else. That's a better fit. But I think it's more appropriate to pay for a business mentor where it be, it would be really weird for you to Hey, your neighbor, who's a killer mom that you want to learn from, (laughs) go help her fold laundry or take her to dinner or watch her kids as a way to serve. But a business mentor, it's most likely just more appropriate if you expect someone to invest in you to pay them. And then maybe at some point it shifts to unpaid, but that's between you and them. I think it's better to start out at least in a paid format. I do love the thing about, you know, picking your brain. There's a funny quote I posted on Instagram once and it was and it went viral was, you know, hey, I want to pick your brain. And the next line is, is hey, let me pick your credit card first. Right. Because the thing <laughs> is, it's like, really, you know, it's exactly right. Like I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in masterminds and courses and trainings and traveling the world to learn from some of the most, you know, next level people to, so that I can then bring those skills back to my own clients and help them reach six and seven figures. And I'm like, and it's not fair to those people that are paying for my services for me to give that shit for free when they're actually having to pay for it. Right. So my thing is, it's like, no, you want to pick my brand? Let me pick your credit card and then we'll go from there. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean that I don't give in other ways. I give away my time every week in a podcast. You know, I give my time away in blog articles. I give my time away in my free Facebook group. Like it's okay for women to say, Hey, no, you got to pay for this. So, I mean, I could talk about that topic forever, but side note mentorship though, what for you, 
what do you feel though? And a side note also, I'm good. If you guys hear, I'm not snoring and I'm not grumbling, but my British bulldog, uh, who's still a puppy, grateful is actually sitting by my feet. So I've got two choices, either move her and then all hell breaks loose. or I just let her snore. So if you do hear snoring, you just have to roll with it. You guys know I'm, I just go, it, you know, imperfect is better than uh, perfect. You know, always take imperfect action. So that's what we're rolling today. But mentorship, why is mentorship or what have you found, you know, mentorship is so important for life and business growth? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm with you. If you hear the dogs in my background, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and, and one final caveat to what you just said about paying a mentor too, is like at some point, if a mentor was giving away everything they knew for free all day, every day, they'd have no hours left in the day to be with their family, to actually make a living. And so at some point, putting a paywall barrier there to pick their brain is just to manage their time <laughs> because you you could literally give away your wisdom 24 hours a day and have no boundaries and no, you know no time for the people you love in your life or to act, make an actual living and so I think it when you look at it that way it's like oh yeah rationally yeah it makes sense to pay someone for their time if they sit on an hour call with me it, it makes sense to pay them for that time so mm-hmm. that's my caveat there. Uh, For me, mentorship is important for both life and business because my favorite phrase, which I probably oversay, is it helps you shortcut the distance to success. So when my mentor finds a route that she spent five years figuring out, she wrestled, it was freaking hard. She learned the long, hard, twisting roadway and then passes all of her wisdom she learned from that down to me. It might only take me two years or one year. And so she shortcut the distance to my success by sharing everything she knows. And that is the value of women investing in women. Like together, we truly can go further. And, and it's changed my life. I also think, too, is that like when women work together and when you pay to you work with women again, you know, it's OK to pay people here, people. Right. Is that there's a couple things there. One, as I say, is when you pay to work with anyone. All right. Start with you pay attention. And I also again, I've often said is when you pay, I believe the transformation occurs in the transaction also. Right. When you get something for free you devalue it a lot of the times or you put it to the side or you don't take action. But when you start to pay, you pay attention. But from the getting wealth into other women, I think is so important. It is one of those things that I sprinkle all all the time into podcasts and just general conversations, because when you get wealth into the hands of women, you not only change their lives, but you start to change community because the data shows is that women are more likely to contribute that wealth back into society, right? Mm-hmm. So again, it is, again, a whole other conversation we could probably have there, ma'am, because it's like I, I'm so passionate about women supporting women and really amplifying their voices and amplifying their services because we need to see more change in the world. I am like, I, man, we could talk about like how women invest back in their communities all day long. Cause that could, that just lights me up all the time. And it's just like, you know, I was in the clubhouse again, do not get sucked into it there, Kelsey at the moment. But yeah, you know, I was in clubhouse and they were talking about women supporting women to increase wealth. It was one of the um, rooms that you could go into. And it was so interesting just listening to all these other women, but it was such an uplifting conversation because it is so true. It's like, Every everything we do, we can make a, di- a difference. There's a woman now who will only hire other women, do you know what I mean, to be part of her organization. Um, and she gave an example, whereas this woman 
uh, and men, they were the final two candidates to get this particular job. And the man had actually asked for double the salary. And what she said was to the lady candidate, she actually said, I'm going to take you because you're equally uh, have the skill set. But I want you to know that I'm also not dumb as a business owner, that I can get your amazing skill set for half the cost. And she's like, wow. so, and so she had a conversation though with her around, why didn't you back yourself? Why didn't you speak up? And so through that though, this lady now makes more than she ever has because she's trained her to build her confidence to ask. She's like, I'm not just going to give it to you. She's like, because you're then not going to value that either. So she had this conversation with this lady and she gave her a chance, obviously, again, very business smart. Why would you pay $80,000 for someone if you can get them for 40, right? That's not her problem. But she said part of her, though, is helping women to acknowledge that they've done this um, and allow them that growth and to step into that. So, again, I think it's so powerful. Oh, I want to listen to that episode. You know, it's oh, so good. Well, they don't clubhouse, they just disappear, right? The conversations are there oh. and they disappear. I know, but it was a very good conversation. Now, how much of mentorship, obviously, in this winding road that you talked about, you know, being poor, broke with your hubby, um, stretching the dollar, you know, as far as you could, entering into blogging, you know, now doing what you're doing, how much of mentorship has pushed you to rise up? And, and would you be where you are today without it? Oh my gosh, absolutely not. So, Within my, by year two of running my business, I'd met Anne and Amber pretty much in the same month. Um, And that was my first six figure year. And so my first year I surprised myself, you know, I put my services up on Upwork and I I went from 10 clients a month. 10 was when I felt safe enough to quit my job, Mm -hmm. uh, my day job. And then all of a sudden it was 20 and then 30. And then I had an e-course launch and had no idea at the time that 150 sales on an e-course launch with, with no email list. Like I hadn't been warming my people up. I literally just launched to my Instagram people. I had no knowledge of the e-course world other than be no, because I joined their group the next year. I probably had, maybe like a $70,000 year that first year of business. And then I actually need to like go run reports on all my numbers. But I know the year I met Amber and Ann was my, my first six figure year. And they just exposed me to a world I honestly didn't even know existed. I didn't know there were resources or systems or structures you could build in to, to also build a healthy lifestyle. Like they just, opened my eyes to what I didn't even know existed. And I think, again, that's another beauty of a mentor, whether it's a a business mentor or a life mentor is just, they've walked the road ahead of you and they can say, Hey, this is what helped me along the way. And I mean, it all sounds hunky and dory house, right? Like, yay, they helped me get six figures (laughs) and they helped me do this and, you know, yay. But I I also want to get to the, well, I'm going to make an assumption here and I don't like it, but I want to go down as like, is that mentorship really all just like leaning in and loving or there are times and like shit's going to get real? I mean, I want to break it down because I'm, you know, for those who follow me for a while, I'm not really one to just like sugarcoat shit and be like, yeah, yeah, you can have a six, oh. you can mentor and you can make six figures and da, da, da. So I want to know, it's like, what did you have to like lean in and do you mean, what was the good, but tell me, was there the bad also? Yes. And I think that's why I'm a fan of longer format 
relationships. Um, I think there's a time and place for a mentor that was seasonal. I certainly have some mentors that were seasonal or people who were mentors in one segment in my life. And I'm like, "Mm, I might not let them speak into my life anymore. Not either of the two women I've been discussing, but you know, like, okay, we maybe have some different values these days. (laughs) So There are certainly seasonal mentors, but I also am a big advocate for long-term mentors because they build relational equity that only comes from helping you navigate all the seasons of life, peaks, Mm -hmm. valleys, and everything in between. So Amber and Anne were with me through a monumental year. And then the next year when I was having $20,000 months just through Instagram services, I had 50 clients a month and honestly should have been charging them more. I felt like, oh my God, I went from a barista budget to $20,000 months. I, wow, in a few years. And then one algorithm change crushed that overnight. I mean, pretty much my only option with those 50 clients on auto pay a month, some had paid a year in advance because they'd been with me for three years. They really trusted me. My income went away and I'm not talking like kind of away, like it went to zero overnight and I had about $10,000 I needed to pay back to people who paid in advance because I needed to operate out of integrity. Some people are like, don't pay them back. That's the risk you take when you pay up front. And I was like, absolutely not. And, um, they walked with me through that. I mean, Amber and, and, and I I remember two very distinct conversations with each of just so sobbing of like, am I a 29 year old peaker? What's wrong with me? Um, it was mortifying, humiliating, you name it. And, and I'm so glad I had built connectedness with each of them for years at that point so that they really knew who I was to mentor me through that. And I also, I mean, that is like the horrific time where it was like something bad has happened to you, right? But I also want to talk about when I say bad, it's like where you're sitting there and they call you out on your shit, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, fuck you, Amber. And do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, like, I'm not going to say it to your head, but that's what I'm thinking. Do you know what I mean? And you get a little bit like angry, right? Like I know I've had mentors, like I had this one lady who who was a mastermind and she said uh that's why you're a six-figure business and I'm a seven moving on to eight-figure business but it was the tone she said and I was like oh damn did she did she just say that shit to me do you know what I mean <laughs> and so I was I was like a little bit angry and I was a little bit revved up and I was like hold on a minute there's a reason why she said it there's a place for it and I've got two choices how I inter like how I interpret that or you know what I do with that information but was it it was exactly what I actually needed to hear right so that was a bit cutting and though it was like oh a stab in the heart I was like you know why would you do that to me it was needed so my question to you though is this like what are you how are you like again that bad part it's like you too have probably had to experience where it's like they're challenging you a little bit and you're like ooh, this sucks Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't like it in the moment, but that's ultimately what I want to mentor for because I can get affirmation from people who love me a lot in life. Um, and, and that feels really good. And, and don't get me wrong, too. When, when my mentors affirm me, I love it. I love to be told I'm awesome. Who doesn't? But I am specifically asking for their input so that I can do better and improve mm-hmm. and grow. And so that is not going to come with only, you know, sweet little rainbows and butterflies. Like, give me some tough love so I can do better. And there have even been seasons where I've even told friends, I feel like 
I need someone to like kick my ass right now. Like, that's what I want. I, I want to know my gaps that I don't even see that I have. And I think that's about, that's the, the best part of a mentor. It doesn't feel great, but it'll make you great. And I like that it'll make you great. And which leads me to next, my next question is, what does a true mentor look like? And because and, I really want people to start thinking about is like, you know, what should they look for when hiring a mentor? Yeah, you know, I think first and foremost, I think it's that you have shared values and that it's a, a personality fit because there are some amazing people out there that are just not your people. And that is very true in the online business space. Just because every person in your circle is raving about so-and-so doesn't mean that's the best fit for you. Maybe your person isn't as famous or shiny as that person. Who cares? Find the person that aligns with the values and the life you want to build. So for me, I saw Amber and Ann um, as working moms who still spent time with their families. They hustled, but they didn't glorify busy like we do in this online space. And especially five years ago when busy was a badge of honor, Um, you know, they had friendships, like they actually had friends in real life versus only online friends. And, and I just saw people with values of like, okay, they've built a business that shows me what I want to build. And maybe it means I sacrifice other areas. Maybe I'm not at the like, mastermind with all the most famous and shiny people, but I'll actually join this other one because the leader of it has the values I want to build into my business. And so um, I think really get, get honest with yourself about what you want and pick a mentor, not on how shiny they are, how famous they are, how respected they are in your industry, because they also might coach in a way that's unaligned, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I'm a suit, I'm motivated by fun and freedom. And so sometimes the advice of some of these coaches are like, yeah, that would, that would skyrocket me to success, but I'd also hate my life. So that's not my route. Mm -hmm. And so pick a mentor that, that has aligned values to you. Now on the flip side of that, you're mentor is not going to be Oprah. So they're not going to, I mean, not that Oprah's perfect either, but what I'm saying there is don't sit around and wait for the most respected people in society to walk in the room to be your mentor. Ask the women or or men, if you're a man listening, or if you just want a man mentor or whatever, um, ask the people already in your life to be your mentor. They, they probably have something valuable they can pass down. And so I just looked around at the women already around me. And, and in Amber's case, I was on Anne's email list and Anne's Amber floated through my feed on a Facebook ad, but they both spoke a language through their messaging that was like, oh, that's my kind of girl. Like she's a little different and she's, that's my girl right there. I just knew Amber, I was a cold lead, not even a warm lead and didn't even run the expense by my husband. That was the biggest expense I'd ever spent in business, which now like I'm used to spending that. But at the time I'd never spent 2,400 bucks on something. And so I didn't even run it by him. And um, at the time was running those big purchases by him because I wasn't generating as much then. And so, um, but I knew, I knew in my gut, like, that's my girl right there. I need to learn from her. 
And I think it is, you know, I also, I talk often, I did a podcast episode about the five, uh, 10 signs, you know, it's time to hire a business coach and consultant and, or, and, and within that episode, I also talked about the five mistakes to avoid when hiring a business coach and or consultant. And one of the things, or mentor in this case, and one of the things that I talk about is, you know, it is your responsibility that if you're going to hire me or Amber or you or whoever, do you know what I mean? That you need to do your own due diligence. I hear women yeah. on discovery calls who are crying. I, I pay this person $20,000. I'm like, did you research them? Because when I go to Google on that person, there's do you mean shit coming up that, you know, that would show you that you probably shouldn't have hired her. So to mm-hmm. me, this is when you are also looking for a mentor, I also encourage you to Google them and do a mini stock. Find because you should be able to in this day and age find a digital footprint of them. Um, you know, whether or not you're looking at Google reviews, Facebook reviews, you know, testimonials on their website, listening, whether or not they're t- getting talked about in different groups, whatever that is, is it's your responsibility to also take due diligence, right? Yeah. Another thing that I talk about is be able to test drive. You know, a uh, mastermind that I joined, uh, they had a sales team, which I was totally fine with the sales team. Um, and then I said, listen, I'm, I'm almost committed, but I have three other mentors I was looking at to do this particular program for the year. One was James Rumko, one was James Wedmore, and then this particular person. And I said, I would really like to spend 10 minutes on the phone with this person because I've only ever seen this particular person on her group and ads. And they said, you'll never get her on the phone. Now, wow. I was dropping $20,000 for this mastermind. Now, my gut, and it's one of my mistakes, I didn't follow my intuition. I still signed, um, but I w- that was my mistake. You know, however, it was, I wouldn't look at it as a whole $20,000 mistake. I learned, I made great connections with people, et cetera. But if they're not willing to at least get on a 15-minute call to make sure that also you're the right fit too, like, do they want to put their energy in with you? Or do they have the energy? Are they, the, you know, it's an equally mutually partnership when you're entering. It's not just a one-sided thing. So, you know, also just to say that to, is to test drive, right? Is yep. to ask and to do the mini stock. Now, Amber, oh, and speaking of Amber, we're talking about Amber Kels, I should say. You've had some great mentors, both in life and in business. And I know you've got something super excited actually happening, which is on this topic that we're talking about today. So share with us a little bit as we start to wrap up after this amazing episode about mentorship, you know, what it looks like, how you can find the mixture. Tell us what are you working on at the moment? Well, I just wrote a book on mentorship called What They Taught Me. And it really is a love letter to women who are looking around and, and asking, should I invest in someone else? Like, do I have what it takes to, I mean, who would I be to pass along my wisdom? Wisdom, what are you talking about? No, every single person has the ability to pass a few tidbits of what they know down to someone just a few steps behind them. And simultaneously, it is an encouragement to look around your life, whether you're a stay-at-home mom and you have no business goals at the moment, but think you might be dreaming towards something later, but whether it's being a good friend or how to be a good partner in a romantic relationship or how to run a business, you can have mentorship in each of these facets of life. And and the person you're looking to for that investment is probably already in your sphere or your network. And so just start looking around and say, man, what does she carry that I'd love to learn? I don't expect her to be crushing it in every department of life because who is like most people are not killing it in every facet of life. And so chew the meat and spit out the bones, learn what you can, 
grow from there and, and just invest in one another. That's kind of the heartbeat behind this book. I had these 10 women share so much of their lives with me and it served as a launching pad to be where I am today. And I think without them, it'd be 20 or 30 more years before I learned these lessons. Have I arrived? No way, but they certainly shortcut my process. And I think that's the thing is, is that mentors, whatever form it is, is they're going to shortcut the process. So whether or not it's like, how to have a better marriage? Do you want to keep living in a shitty marriage or get divorced? Or do you want to find some tools to help you out? Right? Like at the end of it is that every day you have a choice about what you do. Choose a mentor. Don't. Don't bitch about it if you choose not to. But if you do, get ready for all levels of awesomeness. Right? So where can people find you, Kels, and connect with you? And where can people buy this amazing book? Because I know you're popping one in the mail for me to read. So I'm eagerly waiting for that to arrive in Australia. So tell me a little bit about where can others start to get a little bit of juiciness from you, Kelsey? KelseyChapman.com is just where you can find me online and at Kels Chapman on Instagram. Um, and you'll, when you go to my website, honestly, my book will be right there on the homepage, but it's on Amazon, Kindle, Audible, all the things. And so, um, you could snag your copy. I am so excited to get this message out into the world. Well, thank you so much for, I know you've just moved down to your new Tennessee, I believe it is off the top of your head. You've got some amazing things happening. And also with this launch, you know, like I said, you are an amazing human. And I think for anyone out there who is struggling with a variety of facets of your life that are listening, you're going to want to grab this book again. I have not read it yet, but just knowing and uh, knowing Kelsey and what she can produce, it's going to be magic. <laughs> but my final question to you is, is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Man, I think that it's not, if it's never going to be a million dollars overnight. And I think I guess probably when I first started out, I knew that, but you get in this online space specifically and you hear about these million dollar launches and it's like, but we don't know if they spent $990,000 to pull it off. And we we, were blinded by some of the flashiness, but really the real work to do is take one step each day towards your goal. And sometimes you're going to get, going to mess up. Sometimes you're going to lose money. And then you hit reset and move forward and learn from your mistakes. Like it's a long, slow process, but nothing good was ever built in a day. And so just keep going. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, you got to keep going. Every little bit, you know, the book uh, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the 1%. 1% will start to accumulate over time. So listen, my team and I, just as we wrap up, we'll also be putting together the show notes with all of the links on how you can buy Kelsey's book, how you can connect with her on Instagram and her website and all those juicy details at AngelaHenderson.com.au. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Kelsey. It is always lovely connecting with you and having your positive energy on board. So thank you for that. And for the rest of you, I hope you have have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world and I look forward to you joining me again next week for another episode of the business and life conversations podcast have a fab day Kels thanks Ange thanks for listening to the business and life conversations podcast with Angela Henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au